Welcome to Ad Tempted, where we attempt to create ads for things that don't need them. I'm Sam, and I like Dart. I'm Chris, and I can't wait for Barb's return. And I'm John, and I write things. As always, our plan for today is to share some initial ideas, choose a direction we like, then build out a campaign that hits our objective. Sam, take it away with our brief. Today's product is the Upside Down from the show Stranger Things, an alternate dimension that's an exact replica of our world except completely abandoned, save for a few evil creatures like the Demogorgon, Mind Flayer, and carnivorous plants, seeking to feed on humans that find themselves trapped there. Accessed through portals, you are transported to the exact same location in the Upside Down dimension. Our goal today is to create a pro-tourism campaign that would appeal to the demo of the show's cast, middle-aged parents, and adventurous teenagers. This is where Will is, the Upside Down. Like the Veil of Shadows. Okay, so here is my first idea. The best souvenir is the one that you take home with you. And the Upside Down offers a one-of-a-kind way to make lasting memories. And that is by exacting cold, hard revenge. This shadow realm shares a unique connection to our own, empowering you to manipulate electronics and haunt ex-lovers, horrible bosses, and your high school bullies. This is the ultimate experiential holiday where you rendezvous with revenge. Nice. That's fun. Continuing with the negative emotions. Uh, If you've got sticky feelings about where you were born and raised, you definitely are not alone. You know, seeing the people who made life tough brings up a lot of what I like to call negative nostalgia. But there's a place where you can revisit the happy geological spots while avoiding those who made you feel less than because none of them will be there. The dark ether of the Upside Down offers a whole new kind of tourism, where guests can visit familiar destinations without worrying about awkward run-ins. Take your nostalgia back by visiting your Upside hometown. Introverts vacations. Ooh, I like that angle too. And third, but certainly not least, uh, I mean, we've all experienced this. Tourist traps just suck. They overcharge you and your family to see the sights of a destination you've already spent tons of money getting to. But What if you could tour Disneyland, see Mount Rushmore, and even explore the Vatican without paying an extra dime? In the Upside Down, there's no scalping for entry fees to any place on Earth, and there's no red tape. Here, you can explore the world freely, as it was meant to be. This is travel unrestricted. Nice. Good job. Thank you. Do I get a gold star, Sam? You get multiple gold stars. I would say three to be exact. John, let's see how many gold stars you can earn today. Let's kick it off with vacation where no one wants to. Vacations are nice, but you will inevitably run into annoying tourists. So why not go where no one wants to? Get away for real where no one can reach you because quite frankly, no one wants to go there. Take it from Barb who loved it so much she stayed. So go vacation where no one wants to. I love this. I could totally see us doing something where we target really high like demand locations and really high tourist seasons. This is cool. All right. Yeah, I think it has a similar thread to uh, the one you have, Chris, about tourist traps suck, the travel unrestricted. I think it has a very similar thread there. So we get weave them in. The other one I brought in today is discover the upside down. The earth has been well tracked. Everest has been hiked. Space has been reached. The oceans, for the most part, is just salt water with fish and a couple of whales. (laughs) Just a couple, to be exact. Just a couple, just a few. So why not go where only few have gone? Sure, you could hike Denali, 
but wouldn't you rather be the first to explore a new daunting land near beautiful Hawthorne, Indiana? Go, explore, discover the Upside Down. Ooh, this is a cool one. I didn't think about the be the first person to do like X, Y, or Z in the Upside Down angle. This is this is cool. Yeah, I think I'm trying to channel like that North Face feeling. Mm-hmm. All right, Sam, let's hear it, baby. All right. My first one is an alternate vacation home. We've all seen House Hunters. There's no way you can afford that $1.5 million vacation home in the Bahamas. So what do you do when you want someplace familiar to escape to? You buy your place in the upside down. It's super cheap, far away from any living being, and exactly like those mansions you've seen, except more rundown. What else could you ask for? <laughs> I mean, as uh, as people who are entering the age where we're considering buying houses, I guess we couldn't ask for much more, it seems. It's affordable and you get a place to live. It's all you need. And then my next one, get a new perspective on life. Sometimes we take our lives for granted. Our cushy house, luxury car, lazy Sundays by the pool. Well, it's about time to turn your life upside down and get a new perspective. Because a week in the Veil of Shadows, running from a Demogorgon, or hiding from the Mind Flayer will help you reevaluate the important things in your life. And don't we all need a little perspective? <laughs> it seems like, I, I mean, we all do need a little perspective, but it also seems like this is targeting a very specific group of uh, people who want a vacation. And then, and then my last one, and possibly my favorite one. Sure, you can explore the jungles of the Amazon, traverse the dunes of the Sahara Desert, or navigate the back streets of LA. But how about adding another dimension to the thrill? In the Upside Down, you can do all of those things with the added layer of danger, with vines, darkness, and giant faceless monsters tracking you down while you do it. Visit the Upside Down and take your adventure to another dimension. Nice. It feels like this one shares a little bit of DNA with your previous one. Yeah, more broadly targeted, though. More for the adventurous type, REI types. I was going to say, this almost sounds like the type of thing where if you are just so freaking rich that you can do anything in the world, I guess one of the things you would do is put your life in danger in an alternate dimension. Yeah. Or if you just want more fun. The Veil of Shadows is a dimension that is a dark reflection or echo of our world. What are we thinking? I think we have two different directions, but they're both really fun. We each kind of came with two very similar threads. So we have the adventure side and we have the uh, kind of like get a little bit away from everything and everyone. And don't forget the vengeance side. Oh, and the vengeance side. Yes, yes, of course, for Chris. But I wonder if there's a way that we could loop those two together almost because they do kind of go hand in hand because when you are adventuring, you kind of are typically more alone. I don't know. It's just a thought right now. So one thing to keep in mind is that our target audience here is like the target demo of like middle-aged parents and adventurous teenagers. So they aren't necessarily like families. But uh, it is people within those those two groups who, I don't know, maybe maybe middle-aged parents are taking on the upside down by themselves. Uh, I'm not them. I don't know what their lives are like or what they want. I mean, Hopper did it. Why can't parents? This is true. They need to get away from their monster kids to go to another place with monster. <laughs> from their psychic-powered children. Yes, of course. <laughs> This is a tough one. So here's the case that I will make for like travel unrestricted is that, yes, there's the part of it that is like, you know, stop being scalped by the tourism industry. But then there's the other part of it where it's like, 
you can theoretically go any place on earth. And I don't know about you gents, but when I've been, you know, studying abroad or vacationing, there's a lot of places that are just off limits, you know, prohibited, you know, public can't get in here, but in the upside down, you can go there and you can see what they've been hiding from you. Whole new way to see Area 51. I enjoy this one you brought in, Chris. And I think it really, I do think that this one kind of wraps into Discover the Upside Down in Sam's Take Your Adventure to Another Dimension, which I like I like that tag already. That's a pretty sweet tag. So there's that, there's that way of going about it. And then there's the other way of getting away from everyone and everything. I think we could make the case that well, now that I might even talk myself out of it now, just because of the last two years we've been having to isolate so much, we kind of like to see people too a little bit, right? Yeah, it's it's a tough one because if you are if you are an introvert and you want to go on a vacation to be by yourself, would you want to go on vacation where you would be in mortal danger? Not just because there are creatures out there trying to kill you, but because you're also by yourself. I mean, people go backpacking in the backwoods all the time. That's where I was thinking the uh, another dimension is more people who go camping or more uh, like hiking. They like that danger, that thrill of maybe getting lost or having a bear show up or whatever. You just take that, but upping it a level. I think I enjoyed that uh, lens to it. It could be really funny if we kind of make it like Wonderlust campaign. Yeah. I also feel like there's an opportunity to play with that uh, upside phrase. Because really, what we're talking about is the upside to travel and vacation, right? Yeah, that's no, that, that is funny. That's a good point. In terms of the insights that we have on the table, I am really feeling the idea that John has in his Discover the Upside Down idea where we are essentially putting forward the adventuring through to like the familiar, unfamiliar places that you know on Earth um, in a totally different light or I guess in this case, in a totally different darkness. But how are you guys feeling? Yeah, it's it's interesting. It kind of makes me think of like rediscover your world. Like mm-hmm. you you get another layer of what it is and maybe you find things that you didn't expect to find before. <laughs> the world is an onion and you're just going to peel back layer after beautiful layer. <laughs> That's funny. I like that though. Like it could be, yeah, sure you've, You've been to the zoo, but have you been to the zoo? <laughs> have you been to the upside zoo? That's funny to me because then you could take really like mundane, not very interesting things and advertise it like with with those types of places, right? Like your local park or um, or the mall. There is something kind of funny to <laughs> advertising a location to go visit in the location you're already in you know like you're in the bahamas but maybe you could rediscover the bahamas there's another idea that i had that i didn't think it was going to go the direction we were all thinking but apparently it was the direction we were thinking and it's basically your life but thrilling and the idea is especially in the midwest or like when you're in the the family life and you're like every day is the same thing you're cooking dinner, taking care of your kids, doing all the boring stuff. What if you could do all that, but make it exciting and do it all in the upside down? I think it kind of lends itself to this rediscover your life or rediscover your your world. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And and you know, this this does also relate to our target audience because 
I would imagine that middle-aged parents and teenagers are both at points in their life where the day in, day out is very repetitive. Teenagers with like school and middle-aged parents with the demands of being a working adult supporting their children. And there's- yeah, both groups, both groups are in crises, right? Like the middle-aged parents are having a midlife crisis and the teens are like wondering if they will ever fit in. <laughs> Yeah, you know they're both we, they're both both similar <laughs> stages of life in a weird way. I guess. Are we telling people to flip their middle age crisis upside down? <laughs> yeah, take another look at it. It's not that bad. You don't really know how good you got until you're being chased by a demigorgon in the upside down, and the only way out is through a fucking tree in the middle of nowhere that you may or may not find. There is a big thing, especially growing up in the middle of nowhere, like in a small town where teenagers are just like, I want to get out of here. Like, I don't want to stay here my whole life because there's nothing to do. And then you leave and then you spend the rest of your life missing your hometown. It kind of plays on that theory as well, on that feeling, like the nostalgia of being home, but then also when you're home, you want to get out of it. But if you do flip it upside down or take this trip to see it in a new, new way, maybe it it makes you realize what what you had all along i was getting there too sam i don't know if what you were just saying is what led me there but that's that's an interesting thought it's kind of like you don't know what you got till it's gone or you don't know how good you have it until you're being chased by a demigorgon it's kind of like that get a new perspective on life but with less of the luxury house and the billionaire focus but more on like maybe you're in a rut and you need to like get out of that rut to go to the upside down That's actually a really interesting way to frame a tourism campaign too, just because tourism campaigns are always usually like, go here because forget your life, you know, and this is, this would be more of like a rediscover your life, rediscover your life in the upside down because you're going there to kind of get more perspective on what is awesome because I think we were maybe trying to frame the upside down initially as like a positive place to go or a place you'd want to go. But I kind of like this way of like framing it as a place you don't want to go because it's crappy, but then using it as a way to realize, oh, it's my life is pretty good. Or my hometown of middle of nowhere, Samville, USA is uh, not that bad. It's not the vacation you wanted. It's the vacation you needed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's an interesting angle. I like the twist of a bad place with good results rather than taking a bad place and making it positive. What do you think, Chris? Do you kind of like that new approach? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, there's a degree here of separation from just straight up tourism, I think, because tourism usually is about, I guess, like the destination, but in this case, the destination is actually getting back and rediscovering like your everyday and like a new lens, a new light. So it's it's definitely unexpected. And I think there's a lot to a lot of nuance to maybe communicate here, especially in so much as the benefit here d- isn't really the upside down. The benefit is the thing you get when you come back. And I'm interested to think about how we could communicate that. I would argue that because tourism campaigns are about not about the place. Usually it's about the experience of the place and we're technically still selling the experience of the place. It's just not a positive experience. 
it's a positive result, but not a positive experience. Right, right. The journey, the journey is not the upside here. <laughs> we can't shadow walk, but maybe she can. Do you know how we get there to the upside down? How would we state the idea so we have something to execute against specifically? It'd be something along the lines of rediscover how good you have it by going to the upside down. That's like the core of the idea, I would I would say. Rediscover your upside by going to the downside. I, I have rediscover your upside here too. I'm not sure if that's quite it, but I think it's close. Could it be, and maybe this is one layer too many, but could it be return to your upside? Um, Maybe. It's actually just like in season two when Hopper gets stuck in the tunnels and almost dies and he comes back out and he's all apologetic to L. That's kind of the feeling, but we need to figure out the line for that. Really, you're rediscovering yourself. Are you, again, with the perspective, it's like rediscover your perspective on life kind of thing. Like flip your perspective. It'd be like, come back to you. Come back to you. Discover the upside down today. Is how I'm kind of seeing it now, like a, on a print campaign. What was the line you had, Chris, about the upside? Because that kind of works. Uh, like rediscover your upside? Yeah. Rediscover your upside in the upside down. Well, it's it's not even necessarily like in the upside down because you might... Actually, no, I, I think you're right. I take it back. You are like in the upside down is where you're probably going to have that epiphany. Yeah, I think that's where you have it. Yeah. What about this? Find your upside upside down. Maybe we're just trying too hard on the the upside down play on words. I think something maybe closer to the vein of like return with or rediscover might be a bit closer. Man, this is tough. We're dealing in like double negatives. Something else I was thinking or trying to cobble together is like leave down, like return upside or something like that. You really miss your creature comforts when you're away from the creature comforts, right? So if you're camping, for example, and you don't have, uh, you're unable to make a hot pot of coffee for some reason, then you're like, oh, I really miss that hot pot of coffee. And if you're in the upside down, you're like, oh man, I really wish I could be uh, doing dishes right now instead of rotting here in the upside down you kind of discover it when you're when you're in it you know yeah because the upside doesn't actually change it's your perspective or your view of the upside so you're you're leaving your life that you have which is generally a normal life then you go down and you realize how good you had it when you were back so you appreciate it more when you're back so your upside is there all along you look at it differently yeah that's kind of why I'm thinking, though, that rediscover your upside is maybe the closest so far. I, I would agree with you, Chris. That is what we're saying happens when you go to the upside down is like you really rediscover your upside pretty quickly. Cool. So it sounds like for now we're going with rediscover your upside. So executions. I've been thinking about tourism too much in the vacation mindset. And John, I think your earlier point specifically for this campaign is the right way to go where we are taking mundane everyday locations that you are familiar with and turning that into the destination as opposed to going somewhere else. Yeah. So the, the image that I'm keep coming back to for some reason 
is a kitchen kind of like dirty dishes all piled up it's like one of my like least favorite things to do and it's a pretty mundane everyday type of a situation i'd much rather do that than be in it the upside down it's almost like a it could be worse campaign i guess is how we're looking at it now (laughs) sam do you think that there's anything out there where we could employ a black or dark mirror of some sort like a reflection like actual reflection mm-hmm. um i uh, we could but i don't see how the application of that would really come back to rediscover your upside it wouldn't speak to that i don't think what if it's uh what if it's an augmented virtual reality type app where you can take the location that you're at at that moment, flip it around, and you can see what the upside down is. So you have your phone and you're looking around and you're, oh, there's a demigorgon. Oh, that was scared me. Oh, I guess it's pretty good up here. That that could be one way of giving people a taste of the experience. I, I think what I was trying to get at with the mirror question is meeting people where they're at and representing the upside down version of their world um, in like their everyday spaces. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's weird to me because it's we're doing a travel campaign. And if we really honestly show the reflection of what it would be like in the upside down, or we did the AR thing, like that's basically saying, "Don't come here. You have it better already." Yeah, it's the it's the result as opposed to the journey. Yeah, I think it has to be imagery, like you were saying, John. Maybe it's like a picture of this mom who's cooking dinner and she physically looks exhausted and there's like kids going crazy around her and then like appreciate the finer things in life and then talk about going to the upside down or whatever so let's think about testimonial type things then maybe i'm susan and i really hated my little kids but as soon as i discovered the upside down i rediscovered my upside and you can too Visit the Upside Down today. Susan, everyone, our special guest for today. Yeah. Thank you, Susan. No problem. I'll be here all week. I think that fits what we're trying to sell. Like, because we want people to go. We want people Mm -hmm. to actually go to the Upside Down, not not like avoid the hell out of it. So then maybe it's more about changing the perspective of what people are experiencing in this world. Yeah. And to get to that change, they go to the Upside Down. Um, in terms of executions, I mean, we always go for billboards. I'm wondering if there's another placement that's a bit more out of our regular wheelhouse that we could pursue here, especially since we're thinking about targeting places where people are going through like everyday mundane life. Like what is an activity that you have to do like routinely that you just like loathe, but you have to do it and there's like a specific space where you have to go dishes putting away the dishes for me it's laundromat like i i do not like going to the laundromat to be honest it doesn't seem like anyone else really enjoys going there but it's it is a space you go because you have to do like a routine and i'm wondering if spaces like that could be an opportunity for this Also, the fact that in laundromats, stuff is constantly being turned around and upside down. And I just thought there was something kind of fun to that. Ooh, something on the something on the uh, on the window that you can look into when your clothes are getting dried. 
There we go. I like that's actually really fun. That's kind of a cool. That's a cool way to look at it. Yeah, and I mean, it like it's a placement where you see it when you are going through the mundane moments of life. Where else do you do you gents go that feels like mundane everyday life? Transportation, public transportation. The yeah, the buses, the bus. Yeah, the bus is a good place. Yeah, like right above the windows. Yep. Or just a bus. We could just use a whole bus. We could do, yeah, you could do a bus wrap. You could do a train wrap. The bus would be, uh, a whole bus would be cool because it could be like half half in the real world and then the other half is kind of like, looks like it's like not, looks like it's in the upside down. And then the uh, the tag would be like, discover your upside on the bus. Well, I For some reason in my head, like the more we think about this, the more I think it's just a copy driven campaign like in the laundromat on the the doors of the dryers or whatever the washers it just says wouldn't you love to love this again kind of thing we don't have to re-illustrate shitty situations since the shitty situations are going to be there already like for in the laundromat we don't need to show the laundromat we don't need to show the upside down we just need to say wouldn't you just wouldn't it be awesome if this was fun i i could definitely see that too I think that's a, actually an easier way to get to it, too, than with the imagery we were trying to think of. I think it's more, um, ooh, enjoy the clean, discover your upside, enjoy the bride, discover your upside, something like that. Yeah, something because it's it's like when you move to a new place and you're like, you're getting on the bus for the first time, you're like, oh, this is a new, exciting experience. Like, I like I want to like relive this like it was the first time. And if you're in the upside down for weeks on end and all of a sudden you're like, you don't have a bus there. You have to walk everywhere or you have to be covered in mud all the time or whatever. Like coming back, you're like, man, I really love this. Like I missed this. Do you think that messaging again is an important part of that or no? Because, for example, I don't know if I ever actually liked going to the laundromat. Depends on the situation. Like no one loves doing the dishes. No one loves like having to go get pick up salt or something from the grocery store. Do laundry like it's your first time. Get married like it's your first time. Ride the bus like it's your first time. I, I think that kind of is a good point because it really is kind of those first times where it's like the most exciting. So it's like almost like live life like the first time again. And you know what? I... I almost feel like we can then hearken or message the fact that you are doing this repetitively. And so it could be like, get married like it's the first time, even if it's after the sixth divorce. That's like a bad version of that line. But there is something kind of interesting to being like, enjoy doing errands 3,412 trips to the laundromat later kind of thing. So if we're going with the theme of like the laundromat and the bus and things like that, like other situations that would suck, like print ads, I would think the tired mom with the crazy toddlers or the teenagers that are rebelling against their parents, like appreciate teenage rebellion, taking things that are normally really horrible, but then saying, wouldn't it be nice to enjoy this? So I do like the simplicity of that, but just to play devil's advocate, it kind of feels like then we are just pushing people to try and appreciate those things without insinuating that they have to visit the upside down to get there. 
But if if it's the tagline that ties it back to rediscover the upside and it's we're selling this trip as a cure, that would be where it plays in. Okay, so we'll do the, that kind of for our print ads then. And then I think we could do, I think there is room for a testimonial type thing. That's just kind of like maybe for like a radio spot. I don't know. Do you think that we need testimonials here, John? Like us being able to message or I guess use things that lots and lots of people experience on like a daily basis might be the testimonial that we need as opposed to someone saying how like their specific experience was changed. Does that make sense? John just wants to write to testimonials. He just wants to have fun with that. No, 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 that's fine. I'm just I'm just wondering. <laughs> I don't want to stop John from writing testimonials, to be clear. I I'd love to bring Susan back. <laughs> oh, thank you, Queen. And actually, I think a testimonial might be a fun like promotional post for the podcast. Okay. So I guess where I was going was like, what do we need to round it out? Or do we just want to do a strictly a copy campaign? in places that are kind of mundane. Yeah, I think that... That feels right to me, yeah. You can have fun with it. We can come up with some lines. Just to get it in some different spaces so it's not all outdoors, what about, are there any like places on the internet that we can think of that are kind of mundane? Like maybe maybe your bank advertise on banking websites. Maybe we have ads on our podcast uh, apps. (laughs) I like that idea because, again, podcasts, or at least the way that I use podcasts, is often when I'm in a, like I'm doing chores around the house or I'm on like a really long commute. That's a good spot. Uh, no, that is a good spot. We could do a podcast spot in our podcast. Maybe, maybe Susan's going to come back at the end of the podcast to give us a testimonial. Let's, let's nail down our coffee and our placements. So for like the laundromat, I don't know. I kind of, I love the idea of including like a statistic that attests to the fact that you've been doing this over and over and over and over again. Like the bus, it could be like, like enjoy the commute, like 12,561 rides later. For the laundromat, I have like enjoy running errands, 3,247 dry cycles later. Uh, Maybe it's like enjoy the 3,247th cycle like it was your first. There we go. Yeah. For your Appreciate Teenage Rebellion, I really want to do something like Appreciate um, Teenage Rebellion four teenagers later or something like that. And I'm trying to think of where that might be placed. Enjoy enjoy their teenage rebellion like it's your own. I want to say something like, I, instead of enjoy, I think it's more like in, appreciate. Oh, how about appreciate the growing pains? I wonder, here's an idea. I wonder if you could hit both teenagers and middle-aged parents by saying something like, like, appreciate the teenage years or like, appreciate the preteen years or something like that. I kind of, I, honestly, I kind of like appreciate the growing pains and that could work for both because as a kid, they're not, it's not the most fun thing or as a little young teen, preteen, like the kids in the show who've definitely all have had growing pains because they're all like tall now. Just for the sake of, maybe having a little bit of consistency because we've already got two that use numbers. What is what is a very common frequent thing that you experience um, for growing pains? I think meltdowns could be it, but open to another suggestion. Like I, I, I want to say the end should be like 400 sla- doors slammed later. <laughs> 
I like that. And you know what? That could could that work on the apartment wrap? Yeah, probably not. It wouldn't. I don't think the apartment. I don't know if we're going like we have. I think the third one would just be a print ad, and it'll just be in like a parenting magazine. Yeah, I like I like the I like the door slammed. So are we feeling good with rediscover the upside? It would be rediscover the upside and the upside down, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, I don't think that like they're obvious, especially if we're not having any sort of like link or context to where you would rediscover the upside. We need something to tie it all together. Yeah, I think it's rediscover the upside and the upside down. Okay, I think it's time to walk through our campaign. Our insight is that visiting the Upside Down gives tourists a more positive perspective on their real-world lives. And so our tagline is Rediscover Your Upside in the Upside Down. We've got two executions. The first is made up of copy-driven placements that target mundane activities, like going to the laundromat, riding the bus, and reading a parenting magazine. For the laundromat, our headline is Enjoy the 3,274th dry cycle like it's your first. For the bus, it's Relish the commute. 12,561 rides later, and for the magazine, appreciate the growing pains, 414 slammed doors later. For our second execution, our special guest Susan will give a personal podcast testimonial about how her life turned around after visiting the Upside Down. Well done, guys. I think that's a wrap. That was a that was a long one. Yeah, it was. It was so much fun, though. Yeah. Well, I, for one, am so excited to hear what Susan has to say. But before that, Sam, do we want to tease what may be coming up next? It's going to be a roaring good time. Ooh. And now, a message from Susan. If doing the dishes reminds you of your inevitable moral fate, you're not alone. I once dreaded staring into the suburban abyss of my dirty sink after every Taco Tuesday. But then, I visited the Upside Down. And things just flipped. I saw my world and my home in a different light. Now, the only flesh-eating monsters I have to worry about are the ones I drop off at school every day. So take the trick that'll change your world. Rediscover your upside in the Upside Down.